Chapter Four of Timothy Crump's Ward by Horatio Alger. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Four: The New Year's Present. Happy New Year was Jack's salutation to Aunt Rachel, as with an unhappy expression of countenance she entered the sitting room. Happy indeed, she repeated dismally. There's great chance of its being so, I should think we don't any of us know what the year may bring forth we may all be dead before the next new year if that's the case said jack we'll be jolly as long as it lasts i don't know what you mean by such a vulgar word said aunt rachel disdainfully i've heard of drunkards and such kind of people being jolly but thank providence i haven't got to that yet if that was the only way to be jolly said jack stoutly then i'd be a drunkard i wouldn't carry round such a long face as you do aunt rachel for any money it's enough to make all of us have long faces when you are brazen enough to own that you mean to be a drunkard i didn't say any such thing said jack indignantly perhaps i have ears remarked aunt rachel sententiously and perhaps i have not it's a new thing for a nephew to tell his aunt that she lies they didn't use to allow such things when i was young but the world's going to rack and ruin and i shouldn't much wonder if the people are right that says it's coming to an end here mrs crump happily interposed by asking jack to go round to the grocery in the next street and buy a pint of milk jack took his cap and started with alacrity glad to leave the dismal presence of aunt rachel he had scarcely opened the door when he started back in surprise exclaiming by hokey if there isn't a basket on the steps a basket repeated mrs crump in surprise can it be a new year's present bring it in jack it was brought in immediately and the cover being lifted there appeared a female child of apparently a year old all uttered explanations of surprise each in itself characteristic what a dear innocent little thing said miss crump with a true maternal instinct ain't it a purty un said jack admiringly poor thing said the cooper compassionately it's a world of iniquity remarked rachel lifting up her eyes dismally there isn't any one you can trust i didn't think a brother of mine would have such a sin brought to his door good heavens rachel said the honest cooper in amazement what can you mean it isn't for me to explain said rachel shaking her head only it's strange that it should have been brought to this house that's all i say perhaps it was meant for you aunt rachel said jack with thoughtless fun me exclaimed rachel rising to her feet while her face betrayed the utmost horror at the suggestion she fell back in her seat and made a violent effort to faint what have i said asked jack a little frightened at the effect of his words aunt rachel takes one up so he didn't mean anything said mrs crump how could you suspect such a thing but here's a letter it looks as if there was something in it here timothy it's directed to you mr cooper opened the letter and read as follows for reasons which it is unnecessary to state the guardians of this child find it expedient to entrust it to others to be brought up 
the good opinion which they have formed of you has led them to select you for that charge no further explanation is necessary except that it is by no means their object to make this a service of charity they therefore enclose a certificate of deposits on the broadway bank of three hundred dollars the same having been made in your name each year while the child remains in your charge the same sum will in like manner be placed to your credit at the same bank it may be as well to state farther that all attempts to fathom whatever of mystery may attach to this affair will prove useless the letter was read in silent amazement the certificate of deposits which had fallen to the floor was handed to timothy by his wife amazement was followed by a feeling of gratitude and relief what could be more fortunate exclaimed mrs crump surely timothy our faith has been rewarded god has listened to our cry said the cooper devoutly and in the hour of our need he has remembered us isn't it prime said jack gleefully three hundred dollars ain't we rich aunt rachel like as not observed rachel the certificate isn't genuine it doesn't look natural it should be i've heard of counterfeits before i shouldn't be surprised at all if timothy got taken up for presenting it i'll risk that said mr crump who did not look very depressed by this suggestion now you'll be able to pay the rent timothy said mrs crump cheerfully yes and it's the last quarter i shall pay to mr coleman if i can help it why where are we going inquired jack to the corner house belonging to mr harrison that is if it is not already engaged i think i will go and see about it at once if mr coleman should come in while i'm gone tell him i will be back directly i don't wish you to tell him of the change in our circumstances the cooper found mr harrison at home i called to inquire commenced the cooper whether you had let that house of yours on the corner of the street not as yet was the reply what rent do you ask twenty dollars a quarter said mr harrison that i consider reasonable it is satisfactory to me was the cooper's reply and if you have no objections to me as a tenant i will engage it at once far from having any objections mr crump was the courteous reply i shall be glad to secure so good a tenant will you go over and look at the house not now sir i am somewhat in haste when can we move in to-day if you like his errand satisfactory accomplished the cooper returned home meanwhile the landlord had called he was a little surprised to find that mrs crump instead of looking depressed looked cheerful rather than otherwise i was not aware that you had a child so young he remarked looking at the baby it isn't mine said mrs crump briefly the child of a neighbor i suppose thought coleman meanwhile he scrutinized closely without appearing to do so the furniture in the room at this point mr crump opened the outer door good morning said coleman affably a fine morning quite so answered his tenant shortly i have called mr crump to know if you are ready with your quarter's rent i think i told you last night how i was situated of course i am sorry so am i said the landlord 
for I may be obliged to have recourse to unpleasant measures. You mean that we must leave the house? Of course, you cannot expect to remain in it if you are unable to pay the rent. Of course, added Coleman, making an inventory with his eyes of the furniture, you will leave behind a sufficient amount of furniture to cover your bill. Surely you will not deprive us of our furniture. Is there any hardship in requiring payment of honest debts? There are cases of that description. However, I will not put you to that trouble. I am ready to pay you your dues. You have the money, said Coleman hastily. I have, and something over, as you will see by this document. Can you give me the two hundred and eighty dollars over? It would be difficult to picture the amazement of Coleman surely you told me a different story last night he said last night and this morning are different times then i could not pay you now luckily i am able if you cannot change this amount and will accompany me to the bank i will place the money in your hands my dear sir i am not at all in haste said the landlord with a return of his former affability any time within a week will do I hope, by the way, you will continue to occupy this house. As I have already engaged Mr. Harrison's house at the corner of the street, I shall be unable to remain. Besides, I do not want to interfere with the family who are so desirous of moving in. Mr. Coleman was silenced. He regretted too late the hasty course which had lost him a good tenant. The family referred to had no existence and it may be remarked the house remained vacant for several months when he was glad to rent it at the old price end of chapter four